Hello, and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together, we bring ideas about education, entrepreneurship, and relationships that are both inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook. And be sure to leave us a review and comment on your favorite podcast platform. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Eileen Roth. Eileen is an organizing expert and owner of Everything in Its Place. She is the author of Organizing for Dummies and has been on the Today Show and Oprah, as well as featured in Real Simple, Self, Women's Day, Men's Health, Fast Company, The Washington Post, The Chicago Tribune, The LA Times, etc. And she consults and speaks on all aspects of organization, office organization, time management, home organization, and school organization. So welcome, Eileen. You know, with with our being a homeschool kind of a vibe, you know, your your presence here is like very well timed. Our parents and our entrepreneurs who listen are going to love listening to your tips and tricks. Thank you for joining us. And thank you so much for inviting me. You're very welcome. So, what got you started in this organization world? Why is this something that you wanted to write a book about and and talk about and get people excited about as well. Actually, I was laid off twice in the same year. Okay. <laughs> and I didn't find a new job. So I actually sat down and did a mind map, which I had never done before. And I said, what are the things I like best about jobs? And I found from my previous jobs that what I really liked was detail, logic, and working with people. And I said, okay, so what can I do that can combine both? And in the back of my mind, I had heard about this new profession. And it was maybe three to five years old at the time to be an organizer. So I said, well, I can try it against my father who said, you don't know anything about running a business. I said, no, I don't, but <laughs> I have nothing to do anyhow. I've just been laid off twice in eight months, two different companies. So I need something to do. So I went over to a neighbor's and organized her pantry to see if I liked home organizing. And then I went to a, a business person and organized his files and decided that I like both equally. So I decided to do it and, uh, I had already been on both the Oprah show and the Today Show when the book people, the dummies people came knocking and said, hey, would you write our organizing book? And uh, I was a little hesitant at the time because I was getting divorced and moving across the country from Chicago to Arizona. Right. And they wanted 400 pages in six months. <laughs> so I but I did it. I managed all of it, except I literally told them I when I moved I said I need a week off to unpack because if I sit here staring at 80 boxes against this wall I'm going to go bonkers right. I cannot write when I and uh, we were almost at the end I said I cannot write unless I get unpacked I need a week to unpack and then I will get back online and so you, you know, back to, on organized to write about organization <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. I think that story should be in the book and under my bio um but that's how I got into the business. And I found I really loved it. Uh, so I, I like to work with people. I like to do the consulting and to do hands-on, but I also do seminars. So I, I realize I can't be at everybody's house or office to get them organized. Exactly. But, you know, the well, lovely thing about podcasts and seminars and things like that is you get to give them tips and tricks to kind of get them started. And then they can join you on a schedule that matches up for both of you. So that's amazing and awesome. And I should mention, I've also worked with school children. I've, I've actually sat on the floor and organized the locker. <laughs> and, and I've, you know, organized backpacks and everything else. So um, I haven't worked as much with, with in the home with uh, homeschoolers, but 
there are chips that apply to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was a teacher for 27 years. So even though I'm not a professional organizer, when you have 25 desks sitting in a room and things are falling out of them, you start teaching the kids, well, let's stack up these things over here and let's put these things lined up right here and try to organize their desk. And sometimes they hated those days because everything was all over the floor, but then they usually felt better the next day because they could find what they needed in their desk. When I said, okay, it's time to do this assignment. So yeah, that organization key is something that even littles can learn and grow from. So that is amazing when we get to share that information with them. Actually, I think the earlier they can learn, the better they are prepared for school, going there, knowing that everything needs to be in its place. Mm -hmm. And that way they can find what they want when they need it. Exactly. Do you find this sense of calm when things are kind of organized? I mean, some people like kind of a messy, chaotic, whatever, but I have a feeling that people really find a kind of a calm whenever they can find things easily. I think that's that's totally true. You probably found that with your students when you were teaching that the classroom was calmer because you didn't have somebody interrupting to find their pencils and the desk that they couldn't find to do the math homework so they could erase if they made a mistake. <laughs> um, but it, it re- lets you relax. There's a stress when you have to find something and you know you have it, but you don't know where it is. You haven't got a clue. Yeah. So, you know, and, and with kids, I think it's really important because it's their education. I know, I know watching my grandson and what he was going through, he was actually here for three weeks um, trying to do virtual. He had a really hard time trying to sit through. My, my daughter eventually did have to put him back into the school system because she works. <clears throat> but it was it was the, the whole pandemic kind of threw some of the kids off with the education. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so we also work with. Oh, sorry. We also work with entrepreneurs quite a bit. And so they probably have like a home office and then maybe even an outside office. Do you have a way to help them kind of either organize each or kind of mix and match so they can move back and forth kind of easily? Yeah, I think you have to have a system that's going to move with you. Um, One of them is a system that I have for, you know, just for the mail, because that has most of your stuff. And you also probably need a project file that has everything you know that you're currently working on so that you can take it back and forth. <clears throat> there's really a couple of, there's plastic folders or vinyl, whatever you want to call them, that are good if you're traveling back and forth, especially as an entrepreneur, even if you're taking a trip, if you're going on a plane and you would want to have a file marked to do for things that you have to do and one to mark to read for just your plain reading. So when you've pulled those articles out of something, if you if you you know got it, a journal or a magazine or something that you want to read to just take the article out, remembering to pull out page 63 and continue it on page 97 <laughs> um, and you stick it in, in there. And then you might have one for to write too. So that if there's something you need to write, respond to, I mean, it might be going on your computer still. I'm not saying you have to handwrite it, but I'm just saying you need to respond to it. You could print off that email if it's an email or if it's just a list that says I need to write to so-and-so about this. So you have a reminder, it's something you could either do on the plane or also the information you need to respond to someone about a project to just take that project with in a separate file. And you might want to have another one that says projects. I like that. So one of our, one of the things that we do at bringing education home is we actually do help entrepreneurs take their children out of school, start getting them ready to educate them at home so that again, that the, that the schooling can fit in the entrepreneur schedule and the family schedule, and they can bring the whole family along for the ride. Because we find that a lot of entrepreneurs 
spend so much time at work that they're losing touch with their family. So we're trying to reconnect that. So normally in the first month or two, we say, you know, don't, don't concentrate so much on the teaching of the kids. Let's get your, let's get everything organized so that you can be best prepared. So, and then when you get organized, your kids will get caught up so much quicker. So it's like, where are you going to be teaching the kids? Let's get that organized. So what kind of hit, tips do you have for how would you organize your house kind of for being able to teach at home create yeah be able to to create that space so that your kids have the best opportunity so it's not like the covid stuff where it's like oh now you just suddenly have to do this without any preparation or organization right well if you have extra rooms it helps Mm -hmm. um there's this there's different problems depending on what your situation is you could teach in the kitchen, but usually that's like a traffic area. I say, try to recommend not teaching in the kitchen, but that may be the only place you could teach. But if you have a a extra guest bedroom that you've already set up as say your computer room, so it's kind of an office environment, but not, it might even be a combination guest bedroom. But if you can pull the guest bedroom out and not have a guest bedroom, then that would be great and set that up as a place where they can, assuming you have more than one child, then you can need a place for them all to be able to work kind of in a quiet area. And then you would teach somewhere else because if you're teaching on top of where the others are trying to do their work and they're in a different grade level, it's not, you know, it's going to interrupt them. Right. So, but if you can have a, like the the computer room, so here's your computer. You probably, you probably have to have a computer for each child or at least a tablet, something that they can do their work on, unless it's just working pen and pencil, like they've got a book and they're working through it. Does the younger grades probably have a book, especially preschoolers Mm -hmm. and kindergarten. So they probably have a book where they're doing some some problems or um, a workbook type thing and teaching in another quiet area. Be You know, worst comes to worst, you teach in your master bedroom. But I want to suggest that you get a screen and put it so you don't see the bed because you don't want them to think about a bed and sleeping. You don't want that to be in their mind. So if they can't see the bed, then they can concentrate on listening to you and what you're teaching them so that you keep the student you're teaching in one area and the students are working in another area. That totally makes sense. Exactly. Because and same thing, like if you were going to go teach in the living room, again, some kind of screen or something to avoid the TV, avoid the game. Oh, that, yeah, or- that's an issue that if, if somebody's on a break because they finished their homework, that they can't work where somebody else is learning or or working right. on their education. Maybe they, they have a tablet and they can go into either their own bedroom to go use the tablet because they, they finished their current assignment and they're waiting for the next quote unquote class to start when they don't have anything else to do. Most of the time, they would probably know everything they have to do from the day, so they might still have something else. But if they finish it that day and then it's in the next day, so let's say they they worked with the parent from nine o'clock to 9.30, and then they go off and do their stuff and they're done by 10, but they're not working with the parent again till 11. They have an hour for free time or half hour, whatever it is. Exactly. That they go somewhere, they're not going to interrupt the teaching or the other kids learning. Yeah. Now, if it's only one student, it's a lot easier to do. <laughs> Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That whole time management thing. So time is the next thing. How, how do you suggest whenever people have to like block their time or, you know, break up their days, there's some really high, high, highly successful ways of doing that, that will help people flow better. Yeah. Well, time blocking works the best. And depending on how many kids you've got, even if you weren't homeschooling, I'd recommend this. So for those of you listening and aren't, aren't, aren't homeschooling, yeah. have a different color for each child 
Okay. Pick a color that is a marker. So red's kind of hard. So it usually has to be pink. If it's a boy, he might not want pink. That's why I'm saying that. <laughs> he may choose, you might choose a different color for that one. If you've got all boys and five kids, you're going to have to use pink. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many colors that are markers. Um, but they, each one has a color. And then I used to use bl black as the family event. So you might have a wall calendar, first of all, just for them to see events like birthday parties, somewhere you have to go, not schoolwork. Okay. Then each one needs to have their own school calendar. You can use a regular, what you call an assignment book that uh, that's printed out by, um, with, the, with the school, with, you know, has the different courses on it. Yeah. You can use that. And then they, so they can write down their own things right in that book and they can still color code. So for instance, maybe you think of science as plants. So science would be green. Right. And maybe you think of the earth is brown because that's the ground. So, so maybe social studies would be brown or history, whatever you want to call it. And, and math is maybe you can pick yellow or red and the other one is English. And then if you, you probably don't, if you do any <laughs> physical things like gym, you probably don't need to write it down unless Dance you need to write down. I'm supposed to do 10 jumps. Exactly. <laughs> but, but that way you organize what you're doing and you, you get to know that color. Um, and if you technically, if you're in a school system, I teach them to use that for the main color of their, their school books to put a cover on it. So when you're ready to grab that book, you want to grab your science book everything the the notebook the binder is green the or or worse comes to worse if you get all white binders or all black binders you take a um a spine insert yes make sure you have a notebook that has a spine insert and you put that color into the insert then they're always grabbing the right thing when it's time to get stuff ready it just it helps them be better organized I love that color coordination yeah that would really help because if you have like three things you need for this class and they were all red Boom, mm -hmm. boom, boom. You have all three. Boom. Yeah, they just grab everything that's, you know, that class. And they know, especially if the kids are going to a public school where they need to grab it out of a locker. They know, okay, I'm going to English and then math and I can't go to my locker till after math. So I'm going to grab everything for English and everything for math. And you're just looking for one, two colors and that's it. Yeah. That's obvious. And, you know, if you can do that with homeschooling too, if they're using a spiral notebook, you can get them a spiral. But it doesn't have to be plain. It can have a design, but that color is in there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> label on the spiral too that says this is English and there's yellow. There's little specks of yellow in there, but there's yellow in there and I I made English yellow, <laughs> whatever it is. And then like in the entrepreneur office, it'd be the same thing. You know, certain projects have certain colors, so it's easy to grab all the pieces for that project as well. Yeah. Um, and for people who still have paper folders, I do color coding for paper too. Mm -hmm. Even for your home files, you know, we break them up into certain things like I always make warranties in orange. Okay. So for all your warranty files, they are all in orange. And you need to have paper files for your warranties because you need those books. Like when your laundry machine breaks down and you want to look up, what do I have to fix? Or how do I clean the laundry machine? <laughs> right, exactly. That's amazing. So as we um, talk through the days, was, was there something on your talk that you were giving that you really wanted to make sure that you talked about today? in our session? Um, I would like to talk about, you know, what they're saving. Uh -huh. they, they finished a grade, kids save a lot of stuff. They think they have to save every memory. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it needs, they need a year or two older to realize they don't need to save this, that, you know, yeah, that's kind of, they may, some things they may say is babyish. Some things may be just, 
yeah, I finished that. I understand how to do multiplication. Now I don't need this. I know my multiplication tables. I don't need a chart on it, you know. Um, but maybe at the end of each semester or at the end of the year to clean out and get rid of the stuff that you don't need. You, you just, you tend to save everything. Think, oh, I'm going to need this. It's going to need it for next year or something. But nine times out of 10, you don't. You're going to get the information again if it's something you do have to progress on. History is about one of the things that's going to, you know, really probably repeat, but maybe not, depends. Might study Greeks and Romans this year and study something else a year, next year or something. Right. So, you know, do you really need it? Are you going to save it? So always ask yourself if this is worth keeping and then discard any kind of drafts of anything that you did. Um, you probably don't need any tests or quizzes you took during the year. You, you, you did as well as you did and whatever stuck in your head, <laughs> if you get that question again, we'll be there. Um, or you will be reading about it again, and then you'll just get ready for the next tester quiz. Right. So the organization is also the the getting rid of stuff. The yeah, absolutely. Just um, I would say the organization start with decluttering. Like if you're decluttering your home or your file system or your computer, and you start with decluttering, get rid of what you can. If it's humongous, make it 15 minutes a day. Okay. Just say, okay, I'm going to do this for 15 minutes. I can handle that much. And then 15 minutes when the alarm goes off, I just have to finish the thing I was on right this second. You can't just put it back where it was. <laughs> really? And, and move on to the to 15 minutes tomorrow. If you can handle 30, that's even better. And at some point you will, you know, have it done. Yeah, Hopefully. One, of the, one of the interesting things that I always found that, that made me continue to keep clutter is like, I would have something like, oh, <clears throat> I'm going to need this later. And then two or three years later, it's like, I've never used it. And it's like, oh man, I'm just never going to use that. And so I'll finally throw it away. And then like, and then like the day after I throw it away, two, three days after I throw it away, man, then I need that thing. I just threw away again that I kept for three years, but then it only costs like this minor amount. And so the cost of holding onto it for the three years was way more than the cost of repurchasing it. So sometimes it's like, man, you should get rid of that stuff right away. Yeah, and if it was um, a machine, nine times out of 10, the machine's been improved in the three years that you didn't have it. And there's a better model out. There's a newer coffee maker. There's a newer toaster that does like 10 things and cooks the bagel now and cooks on one side and everything else. Right. I mean, it seems like they can always improve everything. Yeah. You know, we, we had all paper. Now we've got most of our files are on our digital. Exactly. Yeah, so how would you go about helping people organize their files on their computers differently? Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes the, the clutter gets in the computer. What are some tips for? Well, it's the same thing. You need to come up with categories, just like school. School has like seven subjects or something like that. And depending on what school you go to, you have five core subjects. And then you may or not have home economics or shop or any of those. Right, courses. exactly. Um, and and at home, you probably don't have those things. Either you just have the five core subjects. And, oh, well, you might have music and art. So you might have a couple other subjects. So you still might have seven. But it, it's same thing with, with a business. If you're in a business or your home, categorize things. So like I mentioned earlier, I make all the warranty files in orange. It's just been a habit of mine. And then I let clients decide. Well, usually all the financial files are green if they're paper. Okay. If they're on the computer, it's still Putting things. If it's a financial document, you know, it goes under fi under you know, finance. Well, you don't want to call it finance. You want to call it money, call it money. Whatever <laughs> works for you. <laughs> so that's another thing. Pick a word that works for you. Um, 
So, you know, you, you might have a you know, category for business. You might have a category for marketing. It depends on what business you're in and what you're doing. Right. And then I do the same thing, even if you're in like one category. In other words, you're working in just one area. We're going to break it out into smaller categories. There's always subcategories you can find. So the same, that's what you do on your computer and not on your desktop. Your desktop should have programs, no files. So in other words, your Adobe program, your uh, Zoom link, your it, it just programs that you need to get to and that you're going to use frequently. If you have a few programs you don't use very much, that don't need to be on your desktop either. But basically, I keep keep things on the desktop that is just um, just programs like getting I want to get to Adobe because I want to make a PDF or I need to get to Camtasia because I'm going to edit a web uh, webinar or something. Those are the things that are on my desktop. That's it. So I have a very nice looking desktop. You might have a picture of your family on your desktop, whatever you'd like, but so where, are all those files? where are all those files at if they're not on your they're all in documents? Okay. So you go to the documents folder and then that opens right. up. And then under there, you're going to make your categories. And then under there, you're going to have subcategories. Got it. Yeah. Cause my desktop, <laughs> it's cluttery. Clutter. <laughs> Yeah, and we have. We may want to have a private session after this. <laughs> categories in our um, in our in our file system, we we could probably separate them into smaller categories. So we have less folders up front. So yeah, because we have like a whole bunch of categories. Yeah. So we need to make larger categories and then put them. Yes, you have a large category, and then you have subcategories under that. So okay, so he likes to organize things one way. I like to organize things a different way. How do you get couples to kind of decide on one way of doing it for like household things? Agree, but I have to admit that um, I usually recommend you stay with categories versus the categories can then be alphabetical. So you can find them easily. So in other words, if you want to have like admin, it would be in the front and financial would be, you know, somewhere around a third of the way through. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something. Video would be way in the back because it's right. a B. Okay. So, and then within that, they can be alphabetical within there or however you want. If you want it by date, you can, you can, you can always switch if you have a different opinion in the sense that when you get into a category, you want to resort it by the name of the document, sort of by name of document. You want to resort it by the type of document, you know, by all your PDFs, sort it by your PDFs. But if you want to sort it by date, so you have the most recent thing on top, you can do whatever you want once you're in the category or in the subcategory. And then you could put it back if you know your partner does the other. But if you just start out with categories, I think you'll be okay. Exactly. Oh, Eileen, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Unfortunately, we're at Potapalooza, which is so much fun, but it's kind of like quicker sessions. We could probably keep talking about this for quite a while. Would you please make sure you tell our audience out loud what's the best way to get a hold of you? And... um. You know, if there's something special that you want them to know right now as we're wrapping up. Okay. Um, the best way is at my website. It is everything is place. However, someone beat me to dot com. And so it is dot net. So it's everything in its place dot net. It's a little long, but I didn't think about websites when I named the business. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about what the business is about. How do they know is when the name the name is there period, as soon as they see it. Um, so that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. My There's a contact page where you can just send an email to me. And I do put out um, a blog and there are some blogs, of course, to read right on the website. They are categorized in home, office, and time. I love it. You don't have to 
separate blog for school. I probably should put one up because I do have what I call a school activities books for those of you who are sending kids to public school. Okay. Where, um, but it's not a bad, a bad book for the moms too, to just, you know, a place for the kids to have, here's my assignments. Here's my, um, other activities that I do, because it includes like if they're in sports or they go somewhere out for music lessons or anything like that, things that they aren't doing at home that they do go out for. Awesome. So they know the schedule and stuff. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much. And as I we usually do, I hope our parents and our entrepreneurs who are listening have found a few nuggets to help them improve their life and be successful as they move forward. Thank you again for your time and for all of our guests and attendees who are listening. Thank you so much, and we will see you soon. Bye for now. Thank you.